Where are you living? What about it, beloved? Are you living in Christian city? Or are you seeking the city of God? You'll know if you're seeking the latter. It'll mean you no longer insist on having things your own way, of being first, best and right. You're happy to admit you're wrong. You've ceased rebellion against him. Stop justifying yourself. Recognise the pride within. Choosing to take the lower place. Dying with Jesus by death reckon mine. Living with Jesus a new life divine. Looking to Jesus till glory doth shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. They knew a thing or two, those saints of the 19th and 20th centuries. Without realising it, we've lost so much of the creator-creature relationship in our present day. We're living in Christian city and we aren't even aware of it. Holiness and sanctification are words we can barely spell, let alone live. God is not life to us, but an adjunct to it, a means to an end, a passport to heaven, something we add on. Our life assurance, eternal life assurance. He's not the creator to whom we give honour and to whom we defer in all things. He's not the centre of our existence. We're all about what's in it for me. But again, I tell you, I sense a change in the wind. That Father is saying, beloved, this is my time, my season. The fullness of what this means hasn't been yet fully revealed, but one thing it does say is that our self-centred, self-referential lifestyles are about to be shaken in order that we become God-centred again in our approach to life and everything that pertains to it. His kingdom is coming. Our excuses will no longer hold up. We'll have to stand up and be counted. When you visit a foreign country, if you unwittingly break their law, pleading ignorance will not help you. You'll be taken to court and sentence will be passed. In the Old Testament, there was something called the sin of ignorance, which needed to be confessed in order for the people to stay in fellowship with God. He knew people didn't know or understand, so he made provision for that. But they had to confess, agree with him, that they were in ignorance and in error. It's good for us to get used to confessing it too because we don't know and we're in a time when we cannot justify our ignorance any longer. Take a look at Acts 17.30 sometime. There is a way in which we excuse our humanity, our sinfulness by saying that we didn't know that God expected something more of us. There is a way in which we expect to be continuously excused because he loves us But God disciplines those he loves and chastens those he receives as sons, Hebrews 12.6. Time after time we refuse correction, justify our behaviour. Remorse is when we don't make any effort to change when we're found out. Repentance is a change of heart and mind and results in changed behaviour. Here comes a moment of inconvenient enlightenment. You are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You can't spend all day talking to a corpse. In the time which is upon us, we're discovering that we don't know anything. So the low position of humbling ourselves and admitting our poverty of spirit and ignorance is upon us. We must become humble and accept the mercy he extends us in our ignorance. Not go to him loudly protesting our innocence because it just won't work any longer. We have to admit we don't know, we don't know how to love, we don't know how to live this new kingdom, 
but were expected to acknowledge the fact and become teachable, mouldable and correctable. If we don't, we prove yet again what rebels we are. There is one more result from continuing in this sort of pattern and that is that time runs out for us. Because we've refused correction so often, pleaded we don't understand for the last time, we disqualify ourselves from the high calling he has on our lives. we settled for something less than is best. We have done it. There's a law involved which we'll examine tomorrow. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Resonate with anyone? If it does, you know what to do.